We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in ten seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Hi, folks. What's good? We're back. And, uh, boys, how we feeling? How we doing? I want to say the Kansas Jayhawks have a basketball game in two days, but like, do we? Do we even know? Games are getting canceled left and right. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this game or this podcast, the KU Gonzaga game is canceled. But uh, how are we doing? How's everyone feeling? I'm just proud that we've recorded uh, the last two weeks. I don't think we've done that in months. It's been a while. It's that time of year, though, boys. Basketball keeps us going. Yeah, this is this is what get the juices going, and uh, we're happy to be here, and we're we're ready to just be stabbed in the heart by COVID. Uh, I think we talked about this last last pod about how like the Ivy League thing happened back in March, and then you just saw the dominoes start to fall where uh, March Madness got canceled. And weirdly, I feel like we're living it all again. Like we Ivy League canceled, games are slowly. <clears throat> get canceled and i just feel like at any moment everything's gonna get shut down for like a couple weeks i don't know i don't know what to expect i want to be super excited about ku gonzaga on thursday but i'm just like terrified that one positive test will end any of that happening yeah and we had someone uh we did the q a last week and someone asked how many games we thought would get canceled and 
I don't think we really had a prediction, but that obviously would have skyrocketed after what we saw today. It's nuts. AB, I know you were super pumped for the uh, Wednesday <clears throat> marathon of hoops tomorrow, whatever it is. Tons of games tomorrow. Like, do you have well, how many are? <laughs> Well, apparently it's still like 90-something, but I don't – that just doesn't feel like a real number. But there's been like 16 or 17 canceled. Yeah. And it's just – it's hard to get excited about games where it's like feels like a 50-50 <laughs> shot that it happens, it's, which sucks. I feel like it's not going to really change throughout the season, is it? Like, no. Kind of get used to it, I guess, but because we have been with other sports. But The NCAA and college basketball had eight months, seven months to put together – Not a shred of a plan. They didn't do a damn thing. So shout out to them. Uh, yeah, like wasn't Baylor and Arizona State post, supposed to play tomorrow? Like two top twenty-five teams. And yeah, we would have got a chance to see Baylor. And it was going to be Baylor Nova the next day or Friday or something, and then Baylor Seton Hall on Sunday. Like, yeah. What would sucks. you? What would you guys set the percentages at that we play on Thursday? Sixty-nine. Nice. I was going to say. I mean, they're already there. It's probably. I was going to say like. I was going to say like 75%. I think the fact that we've traveled, we've got there early from this point on, like we will be very smart about what we're doing. Um, but who knows? It's so hard. Like it seems like it just takes one. It's not even, it doesn't even have to be like a, like a coach or a player. Like I feel like if, if one of our low level assistants picks up COVID we're we're toast, but I don't know. I don't really. That's know. what happened with Stephen F. Austin, like a non-player coach trainer got COVID, <laughs> but happened to be on the fucking plane. I was so excited for that game tomorrow. And it's just like the <clears throat> photographer got COVID. Now they can't play. So like, if that's the line, that's fine. But like, they also have to realize that games are just not going to happen. Yeah. I think one of Rye's favorite words is toast. I mean, it's so, <laughs> what life has been the last eight months. Well, while we're on the topic, what's your favorite kind of bread to use for toast? <laughs> Stop. Uh, I don't know, but I will say sourdough is probably the answer that everyone would go with. But I don't, I don't, I don't eat a ton of toast to be honest. I'm not a bread. Yeah. How about um? when we did our preview last week, but we basically, it was basically the Marcus Garrett episode. And then ESPN made him the, said he was the number two, uh, kind of was the second best player in the entire country. That was shocking. I mean, I roasted people for not making him a preseason all American, which like, I really wasn't that mad because it's hard to pick a guy that scored so little to be a preseason first team all American. But to see him at number two is stunning. Like, he's above Kate Cunningham, Jared Butler. Uh, I mean, he's above everyone besides the freaking Garza from Iowa. So that was – I mean, it's good to see him getting respect. Now, I'm the biggest Marcus Garrett guy out there, but I would be shocked if Marcus Garrett's the second best player in the country. But, you know, when you factor in his defense, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe he is that. But that was, that was cool to see. Like, he's that valuable defensively. It's like – Maybe I mean Baylor's gonna have a great year, but what if he can take Jared Butler away in one of those two games and we end up winning basically because of how good he, he plays defense? Oh, I mean we saw it last year. Marcus Garrett can single-handedly change the momentum of a game just from defense. Like I think we compared it last year to like Jeff Withy getting blocks and like starting fast breaks and getting Allen Fieldhouse in the game, but like it's gonna be Marcus Garrett getting steals and getting deflections and stuff like that. Like he does it. It's wild the way he can just dominate defensively. So I don't 
When we talked about him getting triple doubles last week, I don't even think we mentioned him potentially getting 10 steals in a game. I mean, he rips on quad dub. He rips Tarleton State 17 times. Hey, we forgot to mention last week. Somebody texted me. Did you guys know Billy Gillespie coaches Tarleton State? (laughs) We lost. I I mean, is AC Law on the staff? Because we're toast. Chalk it up and out. Yeah. How many places has he coached at? Did he go to Kentucky? Kentucky. A&M, uh, right? He went to like a junior college. I think he started doing some Greg Marshall type stuff to his players. So, plus a lot of DIYs sprinkled in there. So, tough, tough, tough couple years for Gillespie, but he's on his way back. Um, Do you guys but, ever think it's weird that DeAndre Jordan went to Texas A&M? I just feel like I don't remember him at all. I don't remember it a bit. He didn't even play. And Chris Middleton. He was nice. He was good. Um, all right, boys. We were, the, reason, the reason we're here is to preview this Gonzaga game. And I know we got negative. We said it might not happen. But let's just pretend that life's normal and this game's going to happen. I love how we started the hoops preview last week the same way. We were like, hey, we're here for hoops preview. And then we were like, well, will the season even happen? Well, we're doing it again. But we're going to pretend the game is happening because I need it. College basketball needs it. The sports world needs it. So, um, we're going to get to a Gonzaga preview. That's why we're here, folks. But I did, before we get there, want to talk about the draft. Um, there were some storylines that came out of the draft. Certainly, it, it got off to a great <laughs> Dope goes 27th to the Jazz. B-turn, were you expecting him to go that early? Like, when you saw that pop up on Twitter, were you surprised? Yeah, I was, just because I've been saying, like, I, I honestly thought it could be the opposite. I thought Dot might sneak into the first round and – I think even us have talked about how much the game's changed and how dope could have been probably easily would have been a lottery pick back in the day. So, but the thing I'm excited about is he's going to be behind a guy that's pretty identical to him, a guy that can't really score outside of a foot and is elite defensively. Like I don't see why dope can't be elite defensively. I mean, he got in really good shape last year and proved he can play big time minutes. So I like having him behind Rudy Gobert. Yep, yep. I was very happy for Doak because, like you said, I mean, 15 years ago, Doak would have been a lottery pick three years ago probably, and he would have made a ton of money. So it's nice to know that he's still going to be a very rich man. Um, The other news, our boy Tony Bax here, big Bulls fan. Disastrous. (laughs) I mean, some would say – Look. Look, it could work out. At the fourth pick, they took Patrick Williams. It was one of the more stunning picks I've ever seen because – Yeah, and he has gotten his – I'm not going to say what I want to say. Everyone loves him somehow. Everything I see, they're like the Bulls got the steal of the draft, which makes no sense because no one had him inside their fucking top 15, and now all of a sudden he's God. But whatever. I moved on. There was no no one that I truly wanted it for, though, is the thing. Like if we passed on LaMelo or something, I'd be more upset. In the days like Denny Azda or whatever, or Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, Obi, like none of them. Uh, I don't see it with he's, I don't know. I yeah. like the guy. I'm not so, yeah, so but I the did top three. That. Sorry, go ahead. The top three were pretty sure things like we knew that was going to be the top yeah. three. So I don't think it's bad to take someone with a high ceiling. I just, and I think we texted about this. I just think the Bulls probably could have traded down to like seven or eight. <laughs> And still found a way to get the guy there, but who knows? Maybe he was. But just... what would that pick be worth, though? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you get a second round pick. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like 
just seemed crazy to reach that high. I, in the draft. But with the draft, I like it more when because there were rumors that they were going to trade Wendell and number four for number two to take Wiseman, and I would have hated that. Yeah, so <laughs> like I'm, I'm much more happy with this than. But yeah. why didn't they just take Devon fourth overall? I've been all about it. Well, that was the <laughs> other news. Uh, Dotson, we are all sitting there watching. Obviously, Devon drops out of the draft, doesn't get drafted, which was stunning. Um, but it all turned out to be a happy ending. It was great. He's going back to where he's from. Chicago grew up a huge uh, Bulls fan, Derrick Rose. AB, you know the Bulls better than we do. Does Dotson have a legit shot to, I don't know, build a career there in Chicago? I mean, they're not exactly deep at point guard. Uh, I know Braden talking about it, but Kobe White's like seems more like an off-ball kind of guy. So other than that, it's like Thomas Sadoransky and what's the shit from Villanova? Archie Diakonow. So it's like it's not like he's going against superstars at point guard. So I mean, I think I think I'll find a spot on the roster, but as far as like career-wise, I don't know. I mean, how many how many guys that are undrafted free agents like get a second contract? Yeah, and then they lost uh, they lost Chris Dunn and Shaq too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't but, know. Was, we might uh, we might have to record like an hour long pod later this week about why Devon Dotson's better than Trey Jones. I mean, this was like the the peak of all that. This happened. I mean, I tweeted earlier in the night that Stephen A. Smith video that was like. I think he should be arrested. I think we should have them arrested or whatever he says. And I said, any GM that takes Trey Jones over Devon Dotson, and I tweeted that video. And like, I, I will never understand it. What more does Devon Dotson need to do to prove that he is just better than Trey Jones? He just is. He's proved it for two years now. There's no debate. Trey Jones stinks at shooting. If you want to say Dotson, yeah. but Dotson's still a better shooter than Trey Jones. Like, I just, I don't get it. It drives me nuts. And it hurt even more that it was the Spurs. R.C. Buford, just like, what are we doing, folks? Come on. But I know it worked out really well for Dotson, and you would ar- you could argue that Dotson would rather go undrafted and be in the position he is than go in the second round and go to some team he didn't want to play for. So it worked out, but the Trey Jones thing, just it's bananas to me. The only thing that, like, really upsets me is that everyone talks about, like, like with Trey Jones, the biggest thing they talk about is his defense, I feel like. And people just kind of overlooked Devon defensively because of how good we were last year defensively. Yeah. Like yeah. He, like we all talk about how we can argue that we could have had two guys win defensive player of the year. But I know Devon was top five in the country in defensive efficiency. And then, I mean, and we're obviously biased in homers, but I think maybe the only thing that Trey does better is facilitate. And his freshman year, he had freaking R.J. Barrett, Zion, and Cam Reddish. So it's like – yeah. Your I mean, assist numbers are obviously going to go up. And I'll just say, when, when Dawson became the guy, uh, his team was the best team in the country. When Trey Jones became the guy, his team kind of stunk. So I will, uh, I'll just leave that for you. Um, is, well, this, is this topic the one thing in your life that makes you triggered more than anything? I don't know why it became such a triggering thing for me, but it just You've like, been consistent with it. Well, it, it's just because I've been consistently right with it and keep nationally being told it's not a done <laughs> I mean, what Beecher just said, he's top five efficiency in defense, and you would think Devon Dobson is a, a, a bum on defense and Trey Jones is Marcus Garrett. Like, it's not. They're close in the thing. Like, Trey Jones, you can – sure, Trey Jones better defensively. But, like, 
they're really close in that aspect. And I think people think it's a big difference and that just drives me insane. So, and I well, know, no, and no one much triggers me, but it just does. No one even talks about Devon defensively. No. That's what makes me mad. And like you said, we had an incredible defense last year. And I mean, it kind of helps when you have a point guard that nobody can get by because he's just quicker than everybody. Like I know he's not Marcus Garrett, but it all started with him. He's guarding the guy with the ball. Like I think that helps when your guy is the quickest guy in the country. So I don't know. I You're uh, telling me you're telling me a kid can average nineteen a game on the undisputed best team in the country. Like no one there's no one better than us last year and you can go undrafted. Yeah, that's why. And your six three point guard, it's not like he's undersized. That was literally until probably what the final three weeks of the season was like gonna win Big Twelve Player of the Year. Like I remember even until the day they announced Doke, it was like we all kind of expected Dot because he had the he mm-hmm. led the league in scoring. We won the league by three games or whatever. So it was just like it's kind of how it always goes. And I think by the end of it, people were like, "Holy shit, Doke is a freaking problem. We've never seen anything quite like him." So they gave it to yeah. him. The entire year, Dot was the favorite to win Big Twelve Player of the Year. I think so. Just weird, weird. Yeah. But like we said, it all worked out. AB's happy, other than Patrick Williams. No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I think it yeah. So basically, Dot just—they basically told teams not to draft him because he what the price wasn't right, and he wanted to go. They really—they wanted to pick where he wanted to go. Basically, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. I'm glad they're smart about that stuff, but um, people didn't believe it. They were like making fun of Matt Tate on Twitter about that, about his tweet saying that Bill said that. But yeah, that was—that's what actually happened. So yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, all right, let's get in Gonzaga preview. Before we before we do, though, I want to talk about bet online. Uh, the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect. Many teams are starting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. We already talked about it. college hoops all day, hopefully Wednesday. I know games are getting canceled, but there's still a lot of games to bet on. Um, bet online's going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season. Uh, head to bet online today. Use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook ep- experts. Go bet on college hoops. It'll be a blast. Um, let's <laughs> get into losing is such a blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, betting. I don't think there's any sport that has worse beats than college hoops. No. Did you guys see bad beats last night? Yes. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude. Well, all of them, but the Virginia one was unbelievable. It's top five worst bad beats in the history of bad beats. East. No, nothing's ever touching Bowling Green, Central Michigan from 2018. That was the poorest afternoon of my life. You want to hear uh, one my buddy lost Sunday night during the Chiefs game? Yes. He put like 200 on Mahomes over 17 and a half rushing. And he took a knee and he went to 16. Yes, I saw a bunch of tweets about that. That's- John Gruden for calling timeout too. Did it matter? Was like, did he need no. both knees to go under, or was it like the first knee that took him under? There was like third twenty seconds left, wasn't there? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. That like, did the second yeah. knee was that the one that took him under seventeen yards, or was it like no? The first he was knee that did it? he was at eighteen and need lost uh, two okay. yards because <laughs> we threw a pick and he just started dropping f bombs because <laughs> he knew we needed it. That's um, terrible. How how does that count? Yeah, that's. A joke, but yeah. Anyways, gambling's fun. We promise. Go to bed online. All right, boys. Let's get into this. <laughs> Was that a part of the whole ad? <laughs> I mean, we'll make it part of the ad. Uh, yes. Gonzaga preview. All right. 
I did a little research. They went 31 and two last year. I honestly forgot. I feel like when you think about last year, you think of, you think of KU, you think of Dayton, Obi Toppin, you think of San Diego State randomly being super good. Um, but I mean, you think of Baylor, but like Gonzaga was probably Ken Palm wise and up there in the rankings wise, like they were 31 and two and they were probably the second best team in the country besides us. So they were stacked. So as I started to do my research, I'm like, okay, this team's preseason number one. Surely they return everybody. And then you start looking and it's like, okay, well, Killian Tilly gone. Petrusive goes pro overseas. They lose. Just Ryan. can't be the one. Uh, they lose admin Gilder. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, why is this team being worshipped? Why is this team the clear-cut number one? And I don't know. I started to dig into it a little bit. B-turn. Do you know anything about Jalen Suggs? He's a five-star point guard. Are we? Should we be terrified of him? Um, he's the highest recruit Gonzaga's ever landed. I know that. Um, he averaged 25, 25.7 boards, five assists, and four steals yes. last year. Obviously against high schoolers, but I mean, I haven't seen the kid play live, so I'm not going to act like I know a ton about him, but. Yep. So, I mean, Jalen Suggs, obviously going to be a big factor. He's five-star point guard and six, four, good size. I watched some highlight tapes, so I'm an expert now, but he looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's pretty but, nasty. Okay. So other than that though, here's the guys that, I mean, would you agree? You can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but like the two guys that are probably going to give us the most problems are, Corey Kispert averaged 14 points per game and Drew Timmy averaged 10 last year, but like everyone in AB, I think you listen to Norlander and Parrish, like people yeah. love this dude. Yeah. Cause what, what's that shitter's name that you said from last year's team, the Russian dude, Petrosov. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he was going to be an all American and they're saying they're like not even worried about him leaving. Cause I guess yeah. there was like a remote chance he could have come back and they're like, yeah, it's whatever. This Timmy dude's going to be fucking six times better somehow. Yes. Like something they said was Killian Tilly went pro signed with the Grizzlies. Uh, Petrosev went Petr- I'm going to say his name different every time I say it. Uh, he went pro overseas and Paris said, so they lose two pros down low and Paris was like, I think they're more excited about their front court this year than they were last year. between this drew Timmy guy and, uh, Anton Watson, who I have no idea who that guy is, but apparently he's supposed to be a stud. Now, uh, Kispert's the guy I'm terrified of. He's that guy that's got, like, the quick trigger. He's a great shooter. I don't know. He He's their highest returning score. But that's the other thing. Okay, I'm off on a tangent now, but that's the other thing. I'm doing the research. They lost two of their top three scores and then lost four of their top six, and they're coming in as, like, this, this huge – favorite and number one team in the country so ab i want to ask you this are we exact are people exaggerating how good gonzaga is supposed to be like if gonzaga wasn't a mid-major program would people be this high on them based off what they're returning or are they just legit this freaking good and they're going to be the best team in the country all year like yeah, I mean, it's always impossible to tell, but, like, you know, I love Ken Palm, and Ken Palm loves them. They've had the top offense back-to-back years, probably going to be up there again this year. But, like, they went through the same shit last year. They lost – who was it Cook? Is that, or Cooks? Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. That's the guy. Clark and then Hachimura. Yeah. 
So, like, everyone's saying the same shit last year. Like, oh, well, Gonzaga, like, this and that. They bring in five stars. They bring back guys that at least have high potential in their minds. So, at the end of the day, it's preseason poll, which I think are dumb because they just set a narrative without seeing anything. Um, But it's like if the metrics love them, if they've done it before, if they've had a coach that's been dominant for 20 years, then I guess I'll believe it. How many losses would they have in the Big 12? What do you mean, like this year or last year? This year, I don't know. I mean, I still think like they're. It's like it's not like they're. They've got a five-star point guard. Like they're legit. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, they play, play a lot of dudes in non-con too on like normal years. And I know on the schedule they have a lot this year. Who knows how many are going to be played? But yeah, I'm I not saying like I'm not saying Gonzaga is not a legit program and Gonzaga doesn't deserve to be highly ranked. I was just shocked that you lose four of your top six scores. I feel like that happens to a KU. Like it kind of did. We lost two of our top three scores, or we lost our top two scores, and like that is just a huge hit to us. Like people have a hard time believing we're going to be really good this year because of that, and that's totally fair. But I don't know. I was just shocked at how everyone was like, "Oh, they lost Tilly, Petrusev, Wooldridge, Gilder, everybody." But it's okay. They're going to be absolutely dominant, and I don't know. They might be. I was just surprised to see how much they lost. Yeah, people are really hyping up Timmy. Um... He averaged like 10 and five last year, but he was only playing like 20 minutes a game and he only started like four games. So, yeah. I mean, they always have big white guys just chilling on the bench. Like, like AB said, they have guys leaving and the next year they just fill in. Yeah. yeah. They, they also just always have absolute snipers from three point range. Um, Kispert's going to yeah. be that guy. Kispert is. He's got just that quick release, that beautiful shot. He's going to absolutely – he's going to be so frustrating Thursday. I know it – I was telling A.B. this before you hopped on the Zoom call, but he's just that guy where, like, as Gonzaga starts to get rolling, it might be in the second half where uh, we're still close and we feel good. Like, Kispert's going to be that guy that goes on a spurt where he scores, like, eight points in, in two minutes or eight points in three minutes that really starts to just, like, make you pull your hair out because he just can't stop it. So – He's going to be the guy that drives me nuts, but um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested to see who Marcus guards just because like, like what if, I mean, we don't know a shit ton about Jalen Suggs, but what if they see him as like their number two option on offense or, or what if they see him as their third or fourth? Like, does he guard, does uh, Marcus guard a shooter in Kisford or does he try to lock up Suggs? I know that that's, what's tough. I mean, just, also, before we get into those lineups, I want to talk about Andrew Nimhard. Just got approved today. I mean, how convenient is Zaga? They uh, instantly <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Takes Florida starting point guard. He's eligible immediately, which I'm happy for him. That's good, but just kind of sucks for us. But uh, yeah, so all of a sudden he's starting for. Or I don't know if he'll start right away, but he's there too. So they, I mean, their top six guys. Are, are stacked, but I think I'm going to look at this as assuming he comes off the bench to start maybe, but I could be totally wrong. But so back to what you asked, Kispert, Suggs, yes, those are probably the main two guys I would think Marcus will, Bill will be considering putting on. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be Kispert. Like the way that dude comes off ball screens or comes off screens and the way that dude can just create a shot and get a shot off from anywhere, like I want Marcus in his freaking face all day. And, yeah, but I disagree. Okay, maybe yeah, strongly. I, I just because you said the Suggs dude's like six four, right? So he's got some size. It's not like we need to put someone smaller on him. But 
just the thought of fourth year Marcus Garrett reigning defensive player of the year, like guarding a freshman point guard in his first game ever against a big name opponent in the biggest game of the day. Like just the thought of that. And even if it's not the whole game, but I think like maybe early second half to kind of get him off his rhythm. Um, it just, it smells like disaster. It sounds like something I would be terrified. Like imagine if Bryce was our like main ball handler and there is a senior defensive player of the year on the other side that can just ruin yeah, his life. Exactly. No, so it's I like, that just, it just, <clears throat> that's, that gets me excited thinking about Marcus just terrorizing this dude. I think you're right. And I think it's possible that that dude could potentially literally opt out of the season if Marcus made it big enough nightmare for him. But like, I think the fact that Nimhard can play now totally changes that. If Suggs can't handle yeah. Garrett, he's out and Nimhard will play with a Yai in the backcourt. So I don't know. Be careful. <laughs> uh, wait, what'd you ask? Well, I'm just saying, like, do you would you rather Marcus guard uh, Kispert or Suggs or Nimhard or whatever? That's what I was saying. Like, I'm really interested to see who he will be guarding because they have so many options. Like, yeah, I mean, because Kispert's the guy that can fucking – I mean, he can hit five, six threes. Yeah. Like you said, he can get hot quick. So, yeah, I think it's – I mean, that's what, like, I don't know what they see Suggs as, you know. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, I think you were talking about Suggs when you said he was a five-star, but Nimhart is too. Like, he was a five-star point guard coming out, signed with Florida, and I talked to you guys before the pod. Like, he had he had like three or four games last year for Florida where he had like 13 or more assists. Dude, yeah, I was listening to something or where like Nimhart, when he was on the floor for Florida, was just – they were so much better than they were with him off the floor. Like, so he – I don't know if he'll start right away just because he was. They weren't sure he was going to be able to play, so I doubt he was running their like first team offense in practice. But he'll be starting by the end of the year for sure. I don't know whose place he takes. I mean, maybe they Suggs comes off the bench or something. But you got to think Nimhard's going to come off the, or going to start eventually. Um, and I bet yeah. he gets the majority of the minutes tomorrow. So I think we're talking a lot about Suggs, but it might be we need to be talking way more about Nimhard. So. I don't know. I guess just let's just compare the starting lineups and we can get into a little conversation about starting lineups that we've been laughing about. But for the Hawks, I think we said last pod, we're convinced Marcus Garrett, Christian, David, Ochai, they're locks. And based off people we've talked to in the last day, I, I mean, looking mainly at you, B-Turn, people you've talked to, um, <laughs> we seem pretty confident that Bryce Thompson's going to be that fifth starter. And so that's just throughout the rest of the show. We're just going to pretend Bryce Thompson's the fifth starter. We tweeted it out, which we might regret that if we're wrong, but uh, we think we're right. So that's well, just what we're going to assume. Go ahead. Bill, Bill came out yesterday and said those four were probably starting, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. It comes so, yeah, out. those four. And then, I mean, I feel like the way we're talking, Gonzaga is going to go with four guards around Timmy. Wow. Spread it out. Is I think Anton Watson's a big, so oh he's he's for sure starting. I think so. I mean that's kind of what me and AB were talking about. Where Parrish and Norlander said like, yeah they lost those two pros, but they're super pumped about what Watson and uh, Timmy will do together. So I fully expect him to start, but maybe the Nimhard thing is going to force them to go four guards. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe he didn't think Nimhard was going to be back, but I mean I guess I think Nimhard. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. 
With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. Hard Suggs and Ayayi are like 6'5". Kispert's probably the same. But that's basically what we would be starting too if we go Marcus Bryce, Ochai, CB. They're all about 6'5 or shorter. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. I know this team is going to be different defensively. We're not going to be Doke. Like, Dave can't be Doke, and we don't – Bryce Thompson can't replace Dot. But we're also going to be, like, as big as we've ever been, like, from point guard to center, right? Like, I mean, I guess it's a little different because we're not going to be starting two bigs, but, like, everyone in our lineup is going to be 6'5 or bigger. That's a long yeah. ass defense. Like I feel like that's gonna make us a tough matchup for teams. And I'm just excited to see that because we've never really had that. We talk about it all the time. We always have like little guards. Sometimes we've started a five eleven Frank Mason and a six two Devontae Graham. Like we've gone really yeah. before. we've never gone really big. So I am curious to see like who's guarding who. Like is And I I mean sometimes the fan base We'll get upset with Ochai and kind of bash on him, but I feel like he's pretty active. I think Marcus is. And I mean, CB is not the quickest guy on the team, but he plays his ass off, I feel like, as well. And then some of the guys on the team were saying Bryce has been super active, playing really hard, which is exciting because, I mean, I feel like we'd all agree that we've had freshmen come in and not really play as hard and just kind of worry about themselves. But then you get freshmen, freshmen like Josh and things like that. So. If Bryce can just play defense like that, I don't think – and I think we talked last week about how he's going to be a guy that doesn't really ever upset us or make mistakes. So as long as he's playing hard on that end, he's going to play because Bill loves him. Yeah. it. I mean, so when I started to, like, just write down the matchups here, I have Marcus Garrett guarding Kispert. I have Drew David McCormick guarding Drew Timmy. But then – That's the- terrifying. That, that's <laughs> haunting. Well, that's our only option. Like, who the I know it is, but I mean, we can I'm get to it kidding. later. That's think, haunting. I think first possession they feed him, and Dave could literally foul him. I, I mean, think Dave has two fouls crazy. before a minute's been played in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you want to just talk your guaranteed lock of the century prediction for this game? Dave McCormick gets two fouls in the first half. It will happen. There's just no way it doesn't. And I'm almost locked to say that Dave will be our leading scorer this year. Yeah, I mean, that's what, based off interviews from everyone's doing so far, like Bill and I think it was Marcus and CB, they all said, like, they expect Dave to be the leading scorer, which we see this man put up shots. He ain't afraid to shoot it. So I'm uh, I'm not at all surprised that that's what expect to be the leading scorer, but – how efficient that'll be, that's my thing. I hope it's efficient. I hope it's not because he's putting up 25 shots a game. I'm just not sure on this Watson guy. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I believe that guy you listen to more than myself because, I mean, I haven't seen him play. 
Yeah, but like you said, this was before, before the Nimhard news, so who knows? But I want to get back to why I originally brought up the starting lineup. So like Marcus, so let's assume Marcus is on their best player, Kispert. McCormick's on their second best player, Timmy. Uh, so now you've got Ayaye, who's <laughs> Ayaye. I don't know. They got wild. We didn't even talk about him. Yeah, he's a great shooter, incredible. Like he's a guard, shoots it really well. Averaged eleven a game last year. So like that's my question. Like. Is Thompson? Let's assume Suggs and Ayayi are starting in their backcourt. His name can't say it without laughing. Ayayi, his name is insane. Uh, let's assume they're starting in the backcourt. Like, do you? I, I honestly kind of could see Bryce Thompson being the one that guards Suggs. Put the freshman on freshman and just kind of let them go at it, and then put a Baji on the other guard, Ayayi. And uh, <laughs> I mean, on the good shooter, and then Christian Brown guards Anton Watson. Brown Brown plays kind of like that big four guards the, guards the power forward. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What about Ochai on the four? Yeah, I think. I mean, for sure, I think it's going to be between Ochai and Christian all year on who's guarding the four, unless they're four. Like that's what's wild about Marcus. He could guard the point guard or he could guard the four. I don't really see him guarding the four very often, but. I mean, are one of those dudes going to be able to guard a six-eight power forward? Well, that's I, the thing is, Kispert's six-seven too. Gonzaga's just fucking giants everywhere. I just think I thought, better I thought than Kispert was like a swingman. Like he could play the four. He could. That's why I'm confused. Four guard could absolutely work if they go uh, Nimhard, Ayayi, Suggs, Kispert. Kispert. That lineup is freaking. Yeah, I don't want to be dramatic. That team beats us by thirty points. <laughs> okay. I don't I, see. Like, I don't even know which one you could bench in that situation. Yeah. You got two five stars. Ayayi, we talked about before the pod. He was, he was WCC tournament MVP, and he was like, he was averaging like fifteen and not eight or nine at the end of the year. Like, he can rebound well for a six five yards. So, I don't know who you bench. I mean, Kispert's forty four percent from three, and then. I mean, everyone's Watson, hyping up Timmy. Watson's who you would bench in the scenario, but I don't know. Gonzaga's normally like they play big, don't they? I mean, AB, you watch every mid-major game ever. Well, let me say this first. Timmy needs a better name because every time I hear you guys call him Timmy, I think of like a <laughs> seven-year-old Timmy. playing in his front yard. <laughs> what do you want to call him? South Park. The little Timmy. <laughs> well, he ain't little, so I know that's the thing. Uh, but, I don't know. I mean, do you does Gonzaga do you? I feel like they always play two bigs, don't they? Isn't that kind of like their forte, like huge, massive white guys? They, I, they always have one for sure. Who is the hideous dude with the big beard, the one that made Jay Billis grow his beard out a couple years ago? No. You guys know what I'm talking about. And they played the championship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't think of his name. Large but they always, they've always got one. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. these things just don't change. Yeah, so – I mean, that's the thing about this year is, like, if they play two bigs, we for sure are at this, like, I don't know. It's a tough call on which one of our four guards. Like, yeah, we're big, but which one is big enough to shut down a 6'8 power forward like Anton Watson? Karnowski. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. God, that team played the championship. Yeah, they were – so annoying that North Carolina won it all that year, but Ugh. that was 2017, right? Yeah. <laughs> not good year for us, huh? Not going to talk about that season uh, or that. Year. Um, so I don't know. 
I have no idea if Brown or Abaji is going to be the guy guarding that that power forward, but that's my prediction. My prediction is it'll be Brown, but we need a, a we need Ryan to have his own podcast about Anton Watson. I'm sorry, he's a projected starter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> AB can talk about uh, Mike Boynton. Boynton. I haven't even uh-huh. said that Anton Watson's going to be good, like amazing. No, you have though. No, he's LeBron James Jr., baby Bron. Run the clip, run the clip. No, I'm It not. just sucks that LeBron never gets any help. We, we're not talking about this, but it's more <laughs> shit, dude. I'll tell you what, Lakers are getting five. They're getting I said, six. I said we're not talking about it. They're easily winning it this year unless I'm the Nets get hardened. Uh, it, unless it, the Nets get hardened, it's over. I'm feeling great about the Broncos. <laughs> you love fine. this, man. I, love I mean, it. Well, we just we know if any other AV. championship team was loading up with these free agents all over the place and signing stars, it'd be the end of the world. It, it would be the end of the world as we know it. Um, but <laughs> it, it's fine. Oh my it's, god, it's fine. West it's gonna be crazy West when they get Bradley Beal. Wesley Matthews. No, we, Ryan. No, you. No, no. I know what you're doing. You can't. You can't suck LeBron's dick for these great moves he made in free agency and say that they're a walkover to win a championship and then just flip the tables on me and say these guys all suck. No, you were just saying, like, the Lakers are going out and signing all these superstars and these <laughs> They signed a bunch of dudes that won six-man-of-the-year awards. Like, they're not signing exactly. They're not You know signing- what's even funnier? What? When LeBron builds these teams and then they blame the uh, – they blame the organization when he's the one that brings them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. When I mean, AB, <laughs> AB, AB loves to see say LeBron's a horrible GM. Seems pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's speechless. I'm speechless because it's so stupid. Because if it doesn't work out, it's not his fault. Apparently, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's every ounce of credit and zero ounce of blame. It's just like he's he's in a perfect position, really. He is. But From his point of view, he could never be wrong. You want to know did something you see him else? Tweet Mahomes on Sunday. I did. He said, it "Pissed me off." Insano, which made me laugh out loud. I yeah, in a bad not- way. That's the difference between you and I. Is you think that's like funny? I think it's <laughs> unbelievably annoying. No, it's like it's like corny. Like I've always you're, yeah, you're Mahomes. you're laughing with him. I'm laughing at him. Uh, and he can go into his presser and say that at the end of the day he gets to play basketball for $50 million a year. And, you know. LeBron is like a funny dad to me at this point. He's just goofy. <laughs> it makes but, me think he, like, I don't even want to be mean, but it makes me think, like, he didn't have, like, a childhood. Like, he, all he did was play basketball. Like, his personality is really weird, I feel like. Well, you like, probably- he must have not hung out with people or something. Like, he l- was just locked in a gym and just making himself laugh because he really thinks he's funny. Yeah. It's insane. It's, Taco it, Tuesday it, it is was not insane. that funny. I mean, Taco Tuesday is an electric factory. <laughs> Come on. Taco Tuesday. I mean, that was. I not- mean, even his kids are looking at him like he's a Don. <laughs> it was the must-see TV when he was tweeting those, man. Yeah, it was um, must-see because of how like awkward it was. Did Marcus try to get Marquise to come to the Clippers? I'm sure. Mar- I don't know, but the fact one of them's making fifteen million dollars a year more is 
I mean, Marcus has been quite a bit better these last couple of years. Let's not act like $15 million a year better, though. <laughs> what do you guys think right. the craziest contract's been this offseason? I don't know. I can't believe Hayward got that much. That is fucking insane. What did you say? Michael Jordan's Hayward. psycho. Oh, yeah. Hayward's the worst contract by far. Maybe in better, the history of the sport. Who's a better owner, LeBron or Michael? LeBron. I'm not talking about this. <laughs> All right, but hey, you know what we are going to talk about, AB? It's like Gordon Hayward signs with the Hornets, and the fucking main topic on Twitter is how LeBron's a better GM than Jordan. Like, why does it always have to be between the two? Like, can't we just fucking talk about them without the other? AB, I got something that's going to cheer you up. Good luck. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. (laughs) Manscaped. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has, oh boy, proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. I nailed that word this week. So this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also (laughs) you can use it in the shower. Uh, You know, Manscaped... Perfect package 3.0 also includes a crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls do stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I have a crop reviver. This product, along with the crop preserver, keeps the balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers. That'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pairs of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season, so go get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And before we get back to Gonzaga, I just wanted to touch one more time. Bet online, guys. Go use them, please. This is one of the more fun weeks to gamble on sports. I know it's not the perfect situation, but bet online. Go use them. They're your online sports bet experts. They, they love the pod. And shout out to them. So, all right. That, enough- is, that is a take. Now that you said that, in a normal year, this is absolutely the best year to bet on sports. Oh, it's so cool. When you have Maui tipping off Monday afternoon and you've got college basketball on 14 <laughs> hours a day, all through the week. How many and then bad you have beats? rivalry week for college football. NFL's heating up. You got three NFL games on Thursday. You got all the college shoots. You got all college football. You get to see Ohio State beat Michigan by 752 points, which they do every single year. It's the best week to bet on college or just on sports. NBA and I'm NHL are always going on too. Obviously not this year, but I'm excited to take an under this week and then a college team like extends the game for the last three minutes and fouls. I mean uh-huh. and then I lose. That's what you said earlier. Like, does any sport have worse bad beats? But it's like college basketball. We bet walk-ons coming in. We bet money on eighteen-year-old, like just kids that are absolute. They choke under pressure. So if it's a close game, they're missing free throws. Their coaches never give up. They're fouling all day. Or you have the aspect of some of the walk-ons are playing. They're only on the team because their dad's the coach. Sometimes. They're awful. Some of them can't even control the ball, so they could have a 20-point lead. They're in the game. They win by nine because a, a bunch of walk-ons turn the ball over 13 times in the span of three minutes. So, college yeah, basketball. They're either turning it over or taking a terrible shot that leads to the other team scoring. Yeah. Well, like the crowd cheers them on like they're – I don't know. 
I mean, it's just. <laughs> and also, like in the NBA, you know, they'll like dribble out the clock and stuff. But college, they'll put up a three or make a wide open layup. All right, boys. Speaking of gambling, it's that time again. <laughs> it's that time. We're going to make our picks. Uh, I know how AB's feeling about this matchup. I'm not really sure how B turns feeling. I know how I'm feeling. So let's hear it. AB, I'm starting with you. Do you have the line for me on KU Gonzaga? And if not, what's Ken Palm got it? Uh, Ken Palm has it, Gonzaga minus two, but uh, it looks like the books already moved it up to four and a half. Uh, I'll take Gonzaga. It just, I just think this the KU squad's going to have some lumps early, which is fine. But it's just a tough spot yeah. to just go in and play. This team loaded with dudes. I mean, we've talked about matchups. We've talked about Dave foul trouble. I think Dave gets two fouls in the first five minutes, and then Mitch is out there trying to play against their best players, probably going to be an All-American somehow. I think it's going to be tough slow. I'm Gonzaga by, like, 12. But yeah. not, like a, not like a close 12 where they hit free throws at the end to make – it's going to be, like, a 8 to 14 the entire game. They feel like they've got control the whole time. Like, Yeah. Uh, B turn, what are you feeling? It's crazy because, like, I feel like every time we play in the champ, like, if there's a champions classic game and I feel like we're gonna lose, and then I'm like, well, shit, we have Bill Self. So it's like, it just having him gives us a chance. But, um, with that being said, I still think Gonzaga covers. But yeah, like yesterday, I was thinking we might get, I mean, beat by double digits, but I think we always have a chance with Bill. So, yeah, I'm, I still like Gonzaga. Yep, I'm I'm kind of with A B kind of the way he described it. Um and what I said, I can't remember if we we're on the pod together talking or on Zoom together talking about this, but like think about the fact that this team has not played an exhibition game. And if you look back on like what these KU teams look like against Washburn, against Samoria State, like it is gross. Like I'm it's just because we've said it before, it takes a while to just get like Bill Self, that's how it works with Bill Self. Teams start out struggling and they peak when they need to peak. So it's like, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's going to be ugly. Now, A.B., do you have the over-under for this game? I haven't seen an official one, so I went off Ken Palm at 146. I, uh, I think if I had to make one bet on this game, I think I'm hammering. Well, I'd probably take Gonzaga if it's at four and a half. I think it's going to be one of those games where, like, if you think back to that 2012 Champions Classic against Kentucky, I know it's really long, long time ago, but, like, we were kind of in the game the whole time, but you also just knew that Kentucky was about to go on a run and put us away. That's fully what I expect to happen on Thursday. I think we'll hang around. Our defense will keep us in the game, but by the end of the game, Gonzaga will just kind of pull away. Uh, so what – I mean, you said if you're going to bet anything, then it just went no, on a completely different tangent. No, but I would be way more confident betting the under because I think both – Oh, really? having not played exhibition games are going to be disgusting. I mean, think about Duke KU last year, how gross that game was. We had a bazillion. Yeah, but think about Michigan State KU the year before where we had the same mindset and went off. I mean, Gwen Grimes had 50. Yeah, but that Michigan State team wasn't good yet, were they? I know they were ranked highly, but I feel like that team took a while to get really good that year. Um, Yeah. I like the over. I know you guys will be surprised that I, on a holiday earlier in the day, am going to take or like an over. Um, I worry about us scoring, which might make us defensively minded again. Yeah, I don't, their Gonzaga is just so good on offense. That's almost like what seventy-five per team. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like with turn. Like, who is gonna score early on? I mean, I know we said Dave's gonna be our leading scorer, but if he's in foul trouble, this is the first game of our career where he's like big time looked on the score. So it's hard to expect him to just come in and be a huge scorer already. Uh, Bryce Thompson, it's his first college career game. Ochai Abaji, not a big scorer as we saw last year. Like, I don't know. I just worry about how this team scores early in the year. So. Um, I mean, we don't have a proven we don't have a proven score on our roster. I would say. Yeah. I mean, is that crazy to say? Like, Marcus has never been a scorer. No. Ochai had a three game span. Bryce is a freshman, and then CB is solid, but yeah, be a legit scorer my, yet. I think I'm going to make my official prediction: seventy. <laughs> 67. 78 67. Gonzaga wins. 145. Just stays under. Had to do a little mental math there. Yeah, I'll go 78. Or I'll go 76. 68. <laughs> you feel really confident about these. AB, got a score. 84 71. Wow, we're that's that the one bucket. All right, we give um, up eighty. I have a, I have another question. Who's your leading? Oh, brother. Oh we, boy, we just talked about it. Scoring. Who do you have leading the team in scoring against Gonzaga? Just KU, or was it either way? Let's just do Gonzaga or KU. Christ, man, I don't know. Ochai. <laughs> I think he was the leading scorer in that Duke game last year. Um, could be wrong. Yeah, I would try. I just don't trust, like we've said, Marcus yet. And if Tate's going to get some fouls, then third option, I'll try. I'll tell you mine. I think it's Christian Brown. I think uh, if they do play big, I think he's going to have the opportunity to get some open shots, freeze off. And uh, I don't know. I like him, I like him to be our, be our leading scorer, which is wild. Now, Dave might be just a lock every game this year. Who knows? But I, I'm with you. I think Timmy – our boy Timmy is going to be a tough matchup for him. Timmy Turner. And I think we're going to see. God, we need Dave to be good. Yep. B-turn, who's your leading scorer? I mean, you guys gave me Dave, so I'll take Big Dave. Yeah, true. We kind of suck. That's fair. He'll have 16 and 20. Right. Last question I wanted to throw out before we go. <laughs> 16 and 20. Uh my, my guy Bryce texted me, told me he wanted us to bring this up on the pod. He said, how many different guys do we see leading us in scoring throughout the year last year? And he actually told me, I forgot about this, we had seven different guys lead us in scoring. Isaiah Moss. Yeah. We, I mean, it's crazy. We had Dot, Doak, Moss, Ochai, Brown, McCormick, and Garrett. McCormick led us in scoring one time last year. So, uh, UMKC, right? Yeah. That's seven people. What do you guys see? Seven. Um, you seven see prostitutes. Do you see that many this year? Probably, just because last year I feel like it was – the way the team is built last year, I feel like there was less of a chance to have seven than there would be this year. So just based off that yeah. logic where Dotson or Doak probably isn't going to be the one every game. Yeah, I'll take I mean, a flyer. Would, Why not? Yeah, I would say everyone in the starting five will at least lead in scoring at one point. And we talked about Ty on how he can just <clears> – <throat> Apparently yeah. can just take over, so he's got to be a you know one game I or two. See, like those non-con games too, I think, like with Jalen, could hit five threes. 
Jalen could be the seventh. But I honestly, I don't see us getting the seventh very likely. But yeah, yeah, seven's a lot. But, I don't think we get more than seven is the thing. Maybe seven or less. Yeah, yeah. Over under six and a half. What are you taking? I think I'd take the under. I, I do agree with you about the five starters in tie-on, but that's six. So I think that's who I see see it happening. Who knows? I guess me and Mitch could have a big-time game. You just – I don't know. It's crazy. So maybe I'm wrong. But I'll, I'll take the under. We'll, we'll look at that at the end of the year. Let's right, beat Gonzaga. Well, we, Let's uh, hope the game doesn't get canceled. Yeah, we have basketball for the first time. You know, I'm I'm excited, and I know that slowly Corona is just ruining all of that. But I'm still excited. I will be thrilled if we get to sit down on Thanksgiving and watch the Hawks take on the Zags. I love Gonzaga. I love watching them. It'll suck if they're hot and they destroy us. But um, yeah, it should be fun. So some would say otherwise. What's the best Thanksgiving dessert? Ooh. That's a good question. It's pumpkin pie, and anyone that says anything different is dead to me. I agree. Me and AB never agree on anything, but pumpkin pie is flame. But food. You guys can agree on food, eh? Green green bean casserole, to me, is the most overrated side dish in the history of the club. I agree. I don't like green bean casserole. Um, Stuffing? Does your family – do your families have mac and cheese? No, but they should. I agree. I've I've heard more and more people having mac and cheese at the Thanksgiving, and I'm like, why have I not had this my entire life? <laughs> I'm gonna become the guy that brings mac and cheese. I'm gonna be the mac and cheese guy. Do it. I'm bringing you guys both pumpkin pies. There's God. Do it. We'll have a. I'll be ready. Maybe two. Maybe two each. See how fast we can eat them. Yeah. All right. Boy. We should just say fuck our families and just hang out together and watch the game. I mean, if you want to come, if we here, win, we're doing a we're doing a pod after, right? We should. I I don't really have much. I have like I have like a late thing on Thanksgiving, but during the day, I'm open. So maybe if we went on a buzzer beater, we'll do a live pod from our dinner tables with our families. So <laughs> Naked. my grandma will give her take on the rest of the season. So can't wait. I think we're gonna win it all. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, Chuck. Have a have a happy Thanksgiving, uh, all the listeners, you as well, and uh, go Hawks. Gotcha. Educated with money, she's well dressed, not funny, and not much to say in most conversations. But he'll put the villain all situations. With the bodies like boys with the
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.